pretty funny though. I was, I was had it. it was a good time. It was a great time. I'm glad you had a great time. I hope you have a great time for the next hour or so recording a podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Key in the Lake podcast, the premier whiskey podcast with the mention of whiskey in its title whatsoever. This is your host, Jake, here. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Wilson J. Torres. The J is for Jacob. <laughs> hey, young man. Um, we are back at Beguile Brewing, also yes. known as the International, International Recording Studios, known back. as Beguile Brewing. Um, Wilson hasn't left in I, about 24 I hours. Yet to leave. I feel like I have it never is, left uh, this We place. are about 1 p.m. on a yeah. Tuesday. I believe it's Tuesday. And uh, Wilson's been here since about 5 p.m. as of Monday, um, just so drinking, Monday. playing beer pong, playing flip cup, actually singing karaoke, I was serving, serving I was, beers, I was serving beers, you were serving s- cocktails, you're playing flip cup for other people. They and drank, you flipped. Correct. Yeah. It still smells like you guys had a party here last night. Yeah, it, it does still smell like stale everything. Um, yeah. As Wilson was the only member of Key in the Lake invited to the Beguile family Christmas extravaganza no, you were invited as well you <laughs> oh were, wait i was stranded were, on an airplane all day invi- yesterday. <laughs> exactly you were invited as well you i was stranded. invited but i had a long day of flying didn't re- get home to about midnight last night um that's why we are absent on our podcast as a usual release on a monday this is true so we're here on tuesday to talk whiskey while drinking beer and also have a bottle of early times whiskey and also a very handsome gentleman next to us. Yes, very tall, handsome gentleman has joined us We all tall, handsome gentlemen on this podcast. We We attract very good looking people. Yeah, dudes dudes really like us. Dude like us, yeah. Maybe we are gay men. I don't know. We we may be. Who knows? I mean, I'm comfortable with my masculinity. I'll hug and kiss anybody. I'm glad you got a haircut finally. Thanks, man. I know. It was two months. Really? Fuck yeah, That's dude. like a year for you. Yeah. Yeah. I had to wear a hat the whole time, and it was itching. It was People were commenting about your I hair. I know. Coming out of your hat. Yeah. 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 But maybe we should get to our guest. Yes, let's get back to the our tall, down, tall dark. I think I got to introduce him last time, so you can get introduced him this time. I appreciate that. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, out in podcast world, may I introduce to you, on our second visit... A returning Mr. guest. A returning guest, Mr. Chris Blattner. Of the Urban Bourbonist, the IG live reviewer of fine, fine whiskeys and bourbons. Chris, welcome back. Thank you very much for having me, guys. <laughs> this is my uh, my first time returning to a podcast. Ooh. Um, you should have chose differently. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I, I enjoy spending time with you guys. I so thank you very it. much for, for for having me back. I'm excited to... To sit here and uh, drink a little whiskey, drink yeah. a little beer with you guys, and uh, yeah. and have a nice chat. I'm very, I'm, I'm looking forward to this as well. You two really grow nice scruff. I just realized oh, that. Thank you. You guys grow nice scruff. All I can grow is scruff because about a week from now, it's is just that it? patchy, Mitch, it Mitch patchy. Yeah, you guys still look good. Man, I wish I could do that, man. You can. Fucking white boys. It looks like you got a good shadow. No, dude. No? I would say this is a pretty good table of good hair. Yeah, we've yes. got good hair at this table. Yeah, yeah we've I think <laughs> you're the best. <laughs> yeah, I like the slick what back. Is, what that is it? Wilson has. It's, is it called uh, our hair? Oh, I mean, because I mean, as as gentlemen, our, our hair frames the face. Correct. I don't know. Isn't it? What sure. Is it? If I remember correctly, from etiquette class. I don't know etiquette class, dude. I went to etiquette class. I didn't for take eight, that class. Eight years. Are you British or something? No, dude. Catholic. Yeah, I went to Catholic school too. I didn't Me have any too. etiquette. Oh, yeah. eight years, dude. No, no etiquette class. My my godmother was huge. Mm. Every summer, etiquette class on Sundays. Mm. I just called that religion class. class. Oh, so bad. <laughs> Jake and I, Jake and the priest, had some special time together. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go into that. Yeah, that's just not <laughs> sacrilegious. I don't want to go into my previous relationships. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. But let's get back to Chris. Chris, welcome back. Chris and whiskey. Thank you, guys. Uh, Chris brought a very appropriate um, bottle of whiskey for it being early in the week. Not that early in the day, I guess, but it's 1 o'clock. But we have a bottle of nice early times whiskey in front of us. Early in the year. Early in the year. year. Yeah. Yeah. Early in, no, it's mid-January now. And he poured it in fabulous glasses. Yeah, absolutely. And he brought koozies, too. And he brought us We always love gifts. We always love gifts. Chris, why don't you tell us what this you This episode brought? is sponsored by Urban Bourbonist. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, go ahead and tell us about the whiskey. So I brought you guys Early Times Bottled and Bond, which is, I think over the past year, this has kind of received a lot of uh, fame out in the social media world for a number of reasons. There was 
Um, one other podcast, which will remain nameless, oh, okay. that uh, named this their top uh, bonded bourbon oh. of 2019. They did a whole I think I know tournament. what podcast that was. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I would like to say that prior to them doing that podcast, myself and a friend of mine, uh, Mikey from the Bourbon and Rye Club on Instagram, we do a thing called Sunday Night Fights. Yeah. And I brought this because this was one of our more controversial uh, Sunday Night Fights. We mm-hmm. pit two bourbons against each other, taste them, not blind, just <clears throat> next to each other. And then we kind of go through what we are experiencing on the nose, the palate, yeah. and the finish. And by the end of it, we pick a winner. Well, early times matched up against... Um, E.H. Taylor Small Batch, nice. which uh, people really hold in high regard, and they couldn't believe we're matching up early times against yeah. uh, this juggernaut from Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in the end, early times uh, managed to come out the winner. There it is. And I'm just saying, we were among the first to say <laughs> that this is, this is a quality bottled and bond that, that people should be thinking about. So... I thought I'd bring it so that uh, we could taste it here today. Um, I agree. It's it's really nice. It's it's a great value. It's like twenty five bucks yeah. for a huge liter. Um, so yeah, twenty five for a liter. Twenty five dollars yes. for it. It's great like J Dub Dant. J Dub yeah, Dant is twenty two, twenty three dollars for like a that, liter. Yeah. Another good one. Yeah, another one that I enjoy a lot. As we talked about earlier, Wilson, talk into the microphone oh, sorry. and loudly. Sorry. <laughs> Still I'm talking just, very quietly. Sorry, it's just, you had a rough night last night. I mean, it was a great night. It's just. Well, cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. These glasses. Can you tell us a little bit more about these glasses, yeah. Chris? I love these glasses. So I brought along the, um, this is the Libby tasting glass. It's in fact, I guess it's, if you look at the bottom, it's the official glass of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Oh, yeah, I see it. But uh, I like this glass. Um, I kind of came across this last summer, I think. Okay. I like it because it's got a kind of a wider mouth. Mm-hmm. You can kind of... Get your nose in there a little bit more than yeah. you can from a, a typical like Glencairn glass. Fuck you, Marty. <laughs> Which whoa, I know whoa, you had. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know you had Marty oh, on easy. here. Easy. Who was that? Easy. Matt Brown, get out of here. Crystal King of Chicago. Crystal Hammer. Crystal Hammer. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons I like it is that that wider mouth and it's got yeah. the nice bowl in there. Mm-hmm. You can kind of swish the whiskey it's, around. It's very. Very comfortable in the hand. Yeah, and it, mean, you, it's easy to hold, and it's not flimsy when you go to wash yeah. it. I'm not afraid I'm going to break it. Uh, you can throw it in the dishwasher, too, and mm-hmm. I'm a, you know, don't really have to worry about it breaking in the dishwasher as well. So I like the Libby tasting glass. Libby. This is what I typically use when I'm drinking. So thought I'd bring it along for you guys to try I them out. I appreciate you doing that. This is really cool. It is amazing the amount of glassware that I go through yeah. on a weekly basis. I'm like, oh, I had a wine glass, a rocks glass, <laughs> a couple of Glencairn glasses. Yeah. I think I have one Libby glass at home, which I think this is in is the delicious. back of our cabinet of some event. They're all brandy with some event on there. But yeah, you're like, um, maybe I'll start drinking out of a coffee mug at some yeah, point. Seriously. For a BIB, this is really light. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I think so too. It's really, really approachable on, yeah, the, on the palate. Very, this yeah. is very fun. And it's got, it's like, it's got all that traditional, like, bourbon flavor, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. that you would expect. Uh, just a nice, easy, easy to drink kind of, kind of whiskey. And it's kinda, it's you very, cannot beat it for the price. It's got a nice snug hug on the end. Nice yeah, but it's not Kentucky. like, it's not firm. I'm, no. The way I'm describing firm all. is that it holds onto the palate and takes, no. like, over your whole mouth. It's almost like it slides down your throat yeah. really easily. It's, yeah. yeah. So, drinkable. Very As drinkable. the kids call it, crushable. Crushable, <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't crush your uh, yeah, 100-proof no. bourbon kids. Yeah, please don't do that, kids. Don't drive. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, they're kind of one of the fun things. If you haven't listened to the first episode with Chris, I'd... I'm not sure what number it was. We've, we've done 53 podcasts now. Somewhere so in the 30s, I, I wanted believe. to say like 34, but Somewhere it seems a little there. high. I thought it was might have ma- been 30, exactly. 30? Okay, let's go with 30. Yeah. Let's Dirty go with 30. 30. Dirty 30. Let's get some Keystone. I'm down. <laughs> oh, um, Keystone replace, we're replacing Beguile's sponsorship with Keystone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Beguile just found out they are sponsoring our podcast, <laughs> not just the space itself. Um, but, yeah, go back and listen to that uh, Chris kind of was early on in his um, 
navigation into this whole world of whiskey blogging and yep. Instagram and social media and all of that. It's telling the story of whiskey from your point of view, if that's a fair way of describing it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but now you've been doing it for a few more months. That was back in July, was it? Uh, June? It might have been. So I, I just started the account like the beginning of July, so it may have been okay. end of July, early okay. August, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Okay. Really? I thought about earlier than that. I thought earlier than that, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it seems it's all a blur right now. So, because I remember when we first met, um, when Damien, my boss, what up, Dave, um, connected us, he had like 178, if I remember correctly, followers. Now you are over 3,000 followers. Yes, that's, that's true. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. In a very short amount of time. Um, just to retrack, I, I, I always found it um, impressive. Um, from your, f- for how you just you s- you just inserted yourself into this community, mm-hmm. um, you weren't afraid. Absolutely. Yeah. You just went in and was like, "Hey, this is who I am. This is what I know. This is what I don't know." But you also had the mindset of like, "This is what I want to learn." But this is yeah, exactly. Correct. I mean, you made the trek down to Kentucky. You got your uh, your bourbon steward um, uh, certi- certification and well, Mosley's getting his in March. Getting mine in if March. You, if, awesome. you, if you pass, if I pass, you're gonna have a good I hate time. Tests, dude. I'm really sucking. Yes. What, what if you fail? We're gonna talk about it on this podcast yeah. a lot. That's cool. People do go. fail. They people tell do they, fail. they did say that people do fail. People fail. No one failed in the time that I was there. No yeah. one in our class failed. Is it 25 so people a class? Is that it's 20, right around there. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 18, 20 around there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I might go with you. Sweet, dude. Really? Sweet, dude. Sit next to me. And you can, uh, and I'll copy your answers. I'm going to put all the wrong ones down and waste the money to C, do it. C, 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 C. Just so you fail. Um, but yeah, so so from where you were when we last spoke, um, what's changed? What's been the biggest or dramatic, most drastic change for you? Um, I think the, the most drastic change is just my involvement mm. uh, sort of in a bigger way in the community and and now on a level of kind of working with a charity to use yep. whiskey in a way that's going to help people. Yeah. So I sort of, um, in the past couple of months, got hooked up with um, <clears throat> a organization called Bourbon Charity. Um, you can find them on Instagram at Bourbon Charity, bourboncharity.org. Uh, I'm doing reviews for them on their website to kind of draw more more attention to the website, mm-hmm. um, and they're doing a lot of great things. They're they're raising tons of money for um, some core charities that um, that they picked out from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just had a huge uh, fundraiser over Thanksgiving that raised I think like seventy thousand wow. dollars for five different charities. And right now, what's great is that they're starting to add a lot of more people from the whiskey community that's involved in social media and kind of building this team Mm -hmm. of really, really great people that are enabling them to sort of be nimble and on the fly. If something comes up, they can start a fundraiser. And and actually, that's what's happening right now with the fires in Australia. Mm -hmm. Not the brush fires. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, Jake and I had this conversation before. People are nitpicking over... What's, what to call the fires yeah. that, you know, I mentioned them as a brush fire okay. uh, on a social media post, and I received some messages saying, it's not a brush fire, it's a bush fire. Oh. And I think Jake had some other yeah. people tell him what was some it? other things so as well. So what is it? A wildfire. A wildfire. It's fire. a wildfire. So fire. it is a bush fire that has now turned into a wildfire. <laughs> In any case, it's a giant fire. Yeah, it's a massive, <laughs> massive, de- yeah, massive devastation. Let's yeah, uh, I mean, which skip out on uh, terminology and you know narrowing it down that much and just being let's let's call you let's call you a dick for what you are. Um, but because there's bigger things in this world to argue about than exactly. uh, than the terminology of what we're trying to do <laughs> as a ch- as your charity. Um, a charity that you work for, and also for um, organizations uniting together, more specifically this industry uniting together to actually yes. raise money for a great cause, uh, which personally affects me as a company that I represent out of Australia. So seeing people coming from the bourbon community in the whiskey world all across the world, which I've been personally seeing in this country, but I was traveling in uh, California all last week, and people rallying together 
contacting us, like, how can we get your bottles into our shop, our bottles into our bar, our mm. restaurant, so we can do a charity with you guys to raise money for uh, the wildfire victims, yeah. uh, which is mostly, um, sadly, is uh, nature. It's been the biggest devastation to it and the ecosystems around it, which has lost, as they estimate, a billion um, life species Jesus. in the entire country. Yeah. Where certain states um, in Australia, their populations of koalas and kangaroos are being completely decimated. I don't want to throw out percentages because every time I read one thing, I always hear an argument against it. Let's just say it's not good. Yeah. Um, but there, that billion um, number, that mark of animals lost in this whole entire fire seems to pretty be pretty, uh, um, I guess, uh, True, um, for lack of better words, to say it. And I was listening to an ecologist today on the news talk about how, like, this is not ending anytime soon. Yeah. Um, and people have asked me, not that I have any, you know, knowledge, real knowledge on it whatsoever, other than, other than what I read and talk to my fellow coworkers who are Australian as well, about the brush, uh, the bushfires. Excuse me. Um, that this is something that started in September, but people keep asking me, why are we just hearing about it? Yeah. And the sad truth is that. Once a animal that has some sort of value to us because we've Disneyified the fuck out of animals in our world <laughs> that we find them as cute, cuddly. Yeah, well, I mean, did you coin that? I, I did not. I just did, I guess. Um, but we appropriate animals to be these cuddly, cute things um, that are part of our lives while growing up and becoming, you know, kids from adults. And it's always kind of like a safe, safe place to see them in movies and television shows as cartoons. Um, in this sense, it's helping out. Be, usually it's the wrong because people think that, oh, a bear's cute. It's going to be nice to me. No, it's going to tear you apart. Um, <laughs> even koalas can, too. They can be a little nasty because they are just ah. animals living in the wild. <laughs> right. You forget about that part. So but when you see those devastating images of koalas being burned, kangaroos standing in front of fires, a charred kangaroo stuck to, uh, t- stuck to a fence. Oh, stop. Well, it's, it's real life, dude. I know, dude, but... Yeah, the imagery well, the, is just the photographer who's now taking the very famous or now almost infamous photo of the kangaroo standing um, as a silhouette, the backfire yeah, of the I fire. He was talking about how the Remarkable. previous weeks he'd been shooting before and nobody picked it up. But it wasn't until the New York Times picked that that image up yeah. and it was placed all across the world that wow. now all this charity effort and relief effort has been coming in. We have over a hundred firefighters from America now over there, mm-hmm. um, fighting, helping to fight these fires. But these fires started back in in September, early fall, which is um, from the conversations I've had with other Australians and uh, Melbournians is that it started a little bit early, but there's also some other devastating effects accumulating at one time that usually doesn't happen with uh, stronger winds coming off the ocean, warmer temperatures in the ocean coming over from Africa as well. Um, And then just uh, a little bit of arson too, um, which is sadly, there's been about uh, two dozen people arrested for arson across the country. Really? Yeah. I mean, they're not, from if you listen to ecologists talk about it, scientists talk about it, the arson affects it, but it's not the cause of it. It's because the harsh winds have been blowing, the lack of rain, the water, this, the rain itself has been um, less than it usually is, gotcha. and it's coming in a later time. And they're only in the middle of summer right now. As we're in the middle of winter right here, right now in the United States, it's middle of summer in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these fires will only persist, sadly enough. But we have but the, the great thing that comes out of all of these natural disasters, which we've seen, and t- I'm sure people in California can relate to a lot more. Um, as Chicagoans, I don't think we can really talk about it. It wouldn't be right talking about those fires because we never it had that impact. But something that I, I remember still from 9-11 is that all the unity it built across the country. Not right. patriotism, but just, like, the effort to be, to say nice to say nice things to everybody on the street. Um, yeah. To, like, you know, maybe shovel somebody's lawn, uh, uh, driveway in the wintertime and rake the, your neighbor's leaves without being asked to. Or just, just doing nice little things for everybody because you wanted to be more united together as people. So are you saying that patriot, patriotism extends beyond your country's borders. Absolutely. And with this, did you see that? And I think the internet has a lot to do with that, which I, we kind of want to talk about how the impact of the internet and the whiskey community can be drawn together for really great purposes, which we're seeing today. Um, where I was getting into this, we have an account in New York, uh, our company, um, Starward, the company I work for, that is going to be donating um, half of their proceeds from one of their cocktail, one of our cocktails on their cocktail menu yeah. until the fires um, are done, which could be two, three months from right. now. It's yeah. like, but to see that 
that charity going around um, to help people. I think the owners are Australian. Um, it is called the Thirsty Koala. So uh, <laughs> yeah. shout out to you That's guys. Cute. Um, so I assume they are. I've never personally been to Thirsty Koala, um, but I can only imagine that they probably have some uh, some yeah. sort of connection back back to Australia. Um, but with that, you see all these great um, human efforts to try to be. Uh, try to be better and try to help out. Unfortunately, the money can't take, bring back the lives that are lost. There's been reports around a hundred people have lost their lives. Um, more Sad. devastatingly, the animals that have been impacted by it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, that is, like you said, that's the great thing. Like uh, with, with bourbon charity is like, they can just call out to their followers and then to, yeah. you know, you know, I'm associated with the charity and then my followers and then all the people that they're, they're building as their team and kind of rally people around um, this devastation and try and at least do something to help support. Um, in one case, um, some of the money will be going to uh, the New South Wales uh, Rural mm. Fire Service. So it'll be going to help uh, firefighters. Um, and then uh, half of the money will be going to uh, Wildlife Victoria, which is uh, mm. basically supporting um, animals that have been rescued and, and of course affected by, by the fires and, and trying to you know treat them for any injuries and then uh, hopefully you know release them back into the wild. So yeah. it's just amazing that you know this community can come together. I think at this point it's been five five or six days since the fundraiser began yeah. and been able to to raise like thirty thousand dollars. Um, across the community, yeah. um, and and on top of it, you know, we have to have something to kind of encourage people to to donate. So we, there there are bottles of bourbon that you can uh, win by making a donation. So so you're raffling, in other words. Yeah, so it's a raffle. So when you make your donation, uh, you get a certain number of raffle tickets based on uh, the amount that you donate. Yeah. And um, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's a great way to use whiskey. That's how the companies ran, correct? Yeah, that's yeah. that's basically all of the fundraisers are you know built around um, a certain cause mm-hmm. um, and supporting certain charities. But part of it is as you make your donation, uh, it's a fundraiser that turns into a raffle, and you can win these amazing whiskeys that you'd probably never be able to to find yeah. mm-hmm. or buy off the shelf. So, or even find it within like, yourself to even yeah. spend the money. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like that yeah. incentive. You know, it's a little incentive. Absolutely, but we all operate on incentives. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a win-win. Nature. You know, yeah, you're, absolutely. You're donating. If you don't win the whiskey, you, probably, you made a great right. donation to a great cause. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you just go back to your early times. No big deal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I no, and I've been following Bourbon Charity for a while, and you see the work they're doing, and ever. I think part of the reason, part of my, you know, search in life is to help people. I don't know if I've ever really done that um, by working in an industry where you feed people alcohol. But <laughs> I was always really curious about how that company was ran because it was taking, you know, one of my great passions of whiskey, a bourbon, um, with its name in the title, and doing a better cause for the world where I want to do those things. But mm-hmm. I guess selfishly I have not uh, done those yet or whatever, lazily not done that. Well, when, when you say lazily not done that, what, in what regard do you mean that? I, I mean, mean, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't think selling whiskey is, it's fun and it's a great job to have and I love it more than anything. Yeah. Um, any other job I've ever had and any other company I've worked for, the one I currently work for is great to be a part of, amazing to be a part of, mm-hmm. but it's not like you see a social impact in this world in a always in a positive way. Yeah, people are happy when they buy your bottle or yeah. try something new and like, wow, I have a new whiskey to try. And that's great. And that's where our whole goal of selling whiskey is about and spreading the good word of our company. But to see a positive impact that whiskey can have, I don't think it's really happening until the last couple of weeks. Um, after about being in this industry for five, six years where I can actually now go to accounts and say, let's build a cocktail menu. Um, our company will donate $3 to this charity, the World Wildlife Fund, yeah. for every cocktail spent. And there's some good being come, come of that. It makes you feel good as a human being to help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. And spreading that. Well, go. No, no, I mean, I'm following what you're saying, but I think one of the things that you and I agree on when we do go out and we conduct business, our more... Our more uh, successful accounts are those that are in intertwined into their proper community 
sense. 100%. So, although we don't see a social um, impact. We don't see it directly. We don't see yeah. a direct yeah. social impact, but we ultimately are creating jobs. Creating jobs. Yeah. We're creating a life, a quality of life in a sense. I agree. For the store owner, mm-hmm. so on and so forth, that immediate community, you know, and so on yeah. and so forth. I mean, and then, and that's where I feel with, with Chris being here, he can touch, Chris, you can touch this, touch on this a little bit more with Bourbon Charities. It's amazing um, how much, that's when you see it. We see that impact yeah. because it's being, call it broadcasted across social media. It's in front of us. Yeah, correct. It's directly in front of us. Right, but we do it face-to-face as well, but we don't see the immediate you know, result of it until True. it's told by Chris or his network yeah. of people. It's like versus you know, a comedian who has, tells a joke and has a mini impact right there mm-hmm. with a laugh versus making a movie, spending years of making it, writing it, filming it, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then two years later, it finally comes out, and then right. you see the results of it. you see the results Yeah, I understand that in okay. that point. Um, I just don't want, I didn't want you to sell yourself short. I'm so, <laughs> I, I sell myself short every day. I'm short. Um, I'm average height. I'm above average height. No, you're what, 5'9", five, 5'10"? Five, six foot, dude. God, stop. You're six and these foot. These boots. Chris, and, and Chris is tall. Chris is 6'2". 6'2". Six, six, are you 6'2"? Solid 6'2". I wish I was like 5'10". I think I'd be high. 5'9". I'll get, you know, 5'9 for me. I measured in at 5'11", three, 3 quarters. Really? Yeah. 5'11", three, 3 quarters. <laughs> I call it 6 foot. Yeah. Close enough. Why not? So, Chris, you have recently been um, designated... Fabulous cards, by the way. Um, director week. of Bourbon Reviews. Yes, director for of the, Bourbon uh, Reviews. Bourbon Charity. For the bourboncharity.org organization. I think they're the same. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how I Did this happen like up with them. It was, I, I think it was, it, was, it was literally through Instagram. Mm. And uh, Brandon, who is the, uh, who's the guy, Brandon Hunt, who started Bourbon Charity, mm-hmm. just sent me a message and said, hey, you know, uh, like what you're doing on on Instagram with um, some of the review stuff you're doing, mm-hmm. and like your the the shows that you're doing, the live shows that you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're looking for someone to do uh, reviews to kind of drive eyeballs to the website. So yeah. if we can post something on our Instagram page that says, "Hey, we're reviewing," you know, early times today. Yeah. You know, check it out. You know, link in bio, whatever, and you can get people to go to the website. And mm-hmm. before you know it, you know they're perusing the site and saying, "Okay, look at all these fundraisers that they yeah. have uh, coming up or ongoing," and um, you know, just drive people there and kind of make people aware. Yeah. Basically, drive awareness. So mm-hmm. myself and, and another guy, um, Jake Youst, uh, he's at the Tipsy Barkeep on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We're the uh, directors of uh, Bourbon Reviews, so he's uh, ex-military or current military. He is uh, he is active. I, well, he's uh, I don't want to I don't know exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, was curious if you knew. Uh, he's I think in the reserves. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, I'm not exactly positive, but yeah, military young guy. Yeah, he uh, is really really yeah. sharp sharp guy. Good follow too. Uh, yeah, great great follow. Um, so yeah, we're, we're in kind of in charge of that and spearheading the, the reviews and, and in 2020, we're hoping to do more stuff live yeah. on Instagram, like him and I doing maybe some live reviews of things and, mm-hmm. and just to continue to drive that awareness. And, um, you know, this, this fundraiser is going to end tomorrow. So if people listen to this tonight, tonight I think tonight. Uh, it'll be yeah. coming out, there'll still be. Um, a few hours to make what, a donation. What time does the charity end? So it ends uh, January 15th January at 15th. midnight Eastern. Cool. So midnight people, Eastern? <laughs> midnight Eastern, so, so people will still have an opportunity so to make a donation. Tonight. So Yeah, we'll get this up by 7 o'clock tonight at least. Yeah. yeah. So visit bourboncharity.org. Um, you can click right there and make a donation. You can find, you can click the link in my bio on Instagram or at Urban Bourbonist. You can visit it's in our bio to Key in the Lakes. It's, it's yeah. on Key in the Lakes bio, uh, Bourbon Charities bio on Instagram. So there's plenty of places um, to make your donations. So please do. We've been saying, can you leave a bottle on the shelf this week and take that money mm, and yeah. make the donation? So, you know, uh, there's it's a great way. Yeah, yeah, I, a great way I love how you put yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. and I and that's and that's basically what I've done is that I haven't I haven't bought anything new for several weeks and I just took that money and said hey I probably would have spent this mm-hmm. yeah. and I just made the donation so I love um, it. it's a it's 
it's a brilliant. great idea. Yeah. It's brilliant. No, it's leave, great. Leave a bottle on the shelf this week, and yeah. you, can you take that and make make a donation? Even if you were going to buy a, a twelve dollar bottle yeah. of whiskey, yeah. Hey, it helps. But if you do go to Benny's and you see that lonely old little old Union Shut horse Shut bottle, <laughs> actually, please buy it. <laughs> well, I bought my I bought my brother a bottle for Christmas. I know you did. You posted that, mm-hmm. dude. That barrel select. Fucking oh. rocked out, dude. Rocked out. Anyways, this is not the point of the story. We will be point of the story is if you Chris's, do, if, um, organization. after the charity's over, we will be doing. We're going to keep doing fundraisers. Our company, Star Ward, yeah. um, through looking right now, like through February, probably. Yeah. So we're trying to get events set up with local bottle shops where every bottle spent yeah. or bought, we're going to donate five dollars. Oh, wow. um, to the World Wildlife Fund. That's huge, bro. So um, along with, we have at least a handful of events. We'll be posting more of us in Chicago, California, We've New York. we got one coming up, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to self-promote. This, I'd, I'd, if you listen to this podcast, it's your first time. We're gonna, I'm going to talk a lot about my company, which I usually don't. Wilson and I are very transparent about who we work for as brand ambassadors for companies, but we don't really... It's not a, this is not a podcast. This is not to, a platform for us yeah, to, to sell. This to is um, just market our, our companies. who we are, but, what we do. Um, what, we, what we're doing as a company, what Star Wars is doing as a company... Um, we're donating three dollars uh, to the World Wildlife Fund off of specialty cocktail menus and during charity relief events that we're having across the country. We have about a handful, as of now, planned in Southern California, Northern California, Chicago, um, New York, uh, all across. I think a little bit in Texas as well. We'll be posting those all throughout this month. Um, we're really focusing on Australia Day, which is January 26. Trying to like base that around there, where we can get local Australians in every community to kind of come out and support it in that sense too, for their uh, anybody any loved ones or just their love for the country back home, to uh, raise some money and relief efforts, mostly for the wildlife, mostly for nature too. I, I think we're going to do some help with uh, California fire firefighters that have gone over there um, to help. But even though they, it seems like they're paid by the government to come over there. <laughs> but uh, you know, anything if we can do something for their families while they're gone, stuff like that. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a great effort to have there. Um, not on my part, just in the part of the local communities kind of coming together here in the United States to support a global community. So as you mentioned, Wilson, do you think that patri- patriotism can expand outside of your country's lines? I 100% agree. Yeah. So, and I think what we've talked about a lot um, throughout this entire podcast and the uh, years of conversations we've had off the microphones is that we see the whiskey community as something that can grow together always. And I think this is a true demonstration of that actually happening. I agree. We've worked in commu- in uh, just, um, local community distilleries. Yes. Um, and you don't, you say it a lot, but you don't really see the results of it all the time working with other distilleries. Mm-hmm. Um, this effort has been truly a global effort to, with people like the Bourbon Charity, when I saw that they're they're having this fundraiser, I, I emailed Brendan right away, Brendan, Brendan right away, and just was like, how can I help out? I work for an Australian distillery, and the, they were so fast about it that the um, the fundraiser was already, already live, so I couldn't donate any balls to it, but now we're going to help out with um, a veteran um, charity re- uh, event uh, over Labor Day. So it's like, well, we can't do this directly right now, but we can help out somewhere else so down Absolutely. the line. That's awesome. Absolutely. And that's where I think that we really can see the impact of what whiskey has when we all do work together through yeah, it. I agree. Kristen, in, in your short amount of time that you've been with or, um, Bourbon Charities, how, how does the organization line up? Is it, is it a revolving uh, set of charities or is it set four or five? Or? Yeah, so the way that it works is that when Brandon started it, um, there are five charities that are sort of like the core Charities that will be, that will always be there mm. that will that will always be supported by yeah. uh, Bourbon Charity, but there are different fundraisers throughout the year. Which, if you'll allow me to, I'll I'll plug a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Please, we'll do. allow it. Okay, <laughs> refs, judges, so, we're good. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So after this, I don't know, Cotton. <laughs> after uh, after this fundraiser for Australia. Um, ends the the next one up, and it's it's actually live right now. But of course, we're focusing all the energy on on the Australia fundraiser now. But there will be a fundraiser for Valentine's Day, and it's called Roses for Kids, hmm. and oh. it's all based around uh, supporting four charities, Roses for Kids. Um, so it's four charities that are dedicated to supporting basically medical issues for children. Oh. So it's uh, the Kids Kids for Kids Foundation, which mm-hmm. raises money 
for like medical expenses that families may not be able to cover. Amazing. Uh, St. Jude's Children's Research St. Hospital, Jude's we all huge. are very familiar yeah, with. Very familiar with um, St. Jude's. The Children's Tumor Foundation. Which I love raises, their commercials. Yes. Um, Children's Tumor Foundation, which raises money uh, for kids that have um, uh, rare uh, tumors that, that need, um, you know, uh, help with expenses. That's actually one of the core charities of Bourbon Charity. And then also for the Valentine's Day, it's uh, Norton Children's Hospitals, which are located in Kentucky. So another uh, hospital focused on um, helping kids that have uh, health issues. So that's the Valentine's Day um, fundraiser. And there is just crazy, crazy uh, bottles of Four Roses whiskey. I mean, there's, <laughs> oh, that's cool. it, it's just, it's just amazing. So that's awesome. uh, again, check out the website, bourboncharity.org. That fundraiser is actually live right now. And you'll mm. start to see uh, some of the hype um, pick up once the uh, Australian uh, fundraiser is is completed. And then there's the uh, Memorial Day. is a Memorial Day fundraiser, which will support veterans charities, mm -hmm. uh, a Father's Day uh, fundraiser, which will support the five core charities mm -hmm. of uh, Bourbon Charity. And that's the, um, the Prostate Cancer Foundation, um, Children's Tumor Foundation again, yeah. uh, Fisher House Foundation, which is a, uh, a veterans okay. um, uh, foundation, which helps with uh, costs um, uh, for veterans if they have medical bills, things like that. Mm. Um, the Boys and Girls Club of the East Valley in Arizona. So Bourbon Charity is uh, based out of Chandler, Arizona. So okay. kind of supporting a local Boys and Girls Club yeah, there. As they should. Yeah. And Absolutely. then a, a charity called Charity Water. And, and charity they water. support um, building um, wells and things like that in communities in, in uh, say, like Africa that, okay. that need clean water and basically uh, providing clean water to communities around the world that need it. Mm -hmm. So those are like the five uh, core charities that Bourbon Charity supports. And that was the Father's Day. And then the last one um, is a Thanksgiving fundraiser, uh, which we just had, you know, a couple months ago. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. And that one, I think um, there will be some of the core charities in there. I think they're um, throwing around maybe adding some other charities uh, into that as well. It's it's still ways off, so that's still mm -hmm. still being planned. But between like the Father's Day and Thanksgiving, there may be some other things in there, just not um, not nothing set that's, that's set right now. Yeah. And of course, like I said, because of like the the people that Bourbon Charity is bringing on to the team and and uh, kind of building this network, there will be the opportunity if something else if something comes up, you know, throughout the course of the year that could use um, some support, some money, we'll be able to kind of rally everyone and, and just do a fundraiser on the fly and hopefully, you know, help out with whatever, whatever that may be. So th I, I think that's kind of part of what they want to be able to do is to be able to be nimble and support important things that may come up, you know, it's part of the, the moment. Year, you know, worldwide, yeah, even absolutely. like like um, we're doing right now for Australia. So yeah. it's really an amazing um, organization. There are so many amazing people that are involved with it. Um, if if you're on Instagram, you may be seeing posts from uh, a, a number lot. of people. Yeah. So there is <clears throat> they they've recruited a number of ambassadors like mm -hmm. myself and. Um, it's really, I think, making an impact because if you were an active person in, uh, you know, whiskey on social media, mm -hmm. specifically Instagram, chances are you've seen oh, yeah. multiple sure. posts from multiple different people mm -hmm. and we're kind of hitting you from all different angles. Yeah. Um, and and, and um, hopefully it's making a difference. I think it is. And it feels good to be a part of it. And I really appreciate you guys allowing me to, oh, yeah. to kind oh, of absolutely. come on and talk no, so much about absolutely. it. I think it was a very, I mean, unfortunate, unfortunate circumstances Unfor yeah, brought us into say. a very serendipitous conversation about how, you know, what we all love in whiskey and in bourbon um, can help impact the world in a positive way as negative things are happening across it. For sure. Unfortunately, people, I, I mean, it's just, uh, it's interesting to see how people don't, are very narrow-sighted and stuck inside of their own little worlds. As I was telling you before, Chris, before the podcast started, I was at a whiskey event this week, Cal weekend in California, and multiple times, I think three or four times, I had 
people come up to me. They see our banners as Australian whiskey on, on there and come up and say, oh, is this smoked whiskey? That's just, that's so wrong. And you think, well, how do you have no tech, no respect, or just being like a decent human? And this is also in California, Southern California, where they have their wildfires yearly. And annually, they impact their communities. You're, you know, you're 20 miles away from some of the biggest devastating forest fires that have ever existed in this country that just happened within the last year. And I kind of, uh, I'm usually pretty polite to people um, at events, but sometimes when you meet those drunk people or in this circumstance, very rude individuals, it's hard to keep a straight face about, yeah, try my whiskey, where it's like, no, nah, I don't really respect that. And you just kind of look at the other person. You talk directly to those other individuals yeah. at the table versus giving that person um, that can make such a rude, harsh, uh, unintelligent comment to you. Yeah. Um, don't give them any time whatsoever. Yeah. But then you see the opposite side of it where people across the United States are coming to uh, us to help out for something that's happening literally across the entire across the world. Across the world. Yeah. Um, I was visiting accounts this past week in California and people were literally coming to us and asking, like, hey, we want to have your whiskey on our, block, our back bar so we can kind of do some kind of charity relief with you guys because um, you heard we're doing some really cool stuff, which you don't get that from bars a lot about no. uh, coming to you about wanting your whiskey. Or maybe, no. maybe they want one bottle. Um, but to say, like, hey, we're going to take on a, a – expen- we have one expensive bottle that costs a bar about – 50 to 55 dollars to buy yeah that's going to be expensive dram to pour they're not going to make cocktails with it probably unless someone specifically probably asked not. for that, that whiskey to be in their cocktail and pay a pretty hefty price yeah. for it but to say like hey i want to bring this on my bar to help you guys promote your brand so you can promote the devast promote the impact of the positive impact of Correct. negative devastation right. across the country in australia is really it's heavy hard yeah um and because as I was flying over, uh, flying to California to do some work last week, I was just reading more about the forest fires because you have some time on the airplane, you know, to catch up on reading stuff. And I was, like, breaking down. You know, you see those images, you read more about it, and you kind of fall down in a rabbit hole, and all of a sudden, two hours later, you look up, and you're just, like, you almost have a cynical, even though you're trying to do good work, you have a cynical outlook because it's too late. Yeah. The money will be great for... Hey, how can we recovery? Bu- yeah, recovery. Um, to rebuild homes, rebuild uh, you know forest preserva- preservations. Um, if there's any sort of man-made objects in their homes, facilities like that, but it's not going to bring back trees. It's not going to bring back animals. It's not going to bring back lamb. It's not going to bring back human beings too that were lost in all of this. And a lot of that has to do. We're no scientists, but a lot of it has to do about our narrow viewpoints of what the world is changing at and how we're speeding up that pace of change in the world. Definitely. We, I mean, we see it here in Chicago. If you walk by the lake, there's no beaches anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I noticed that. Yeah. And it's I was just, on the it, bus. I was like, wait a minute, where's not, North Avenue beach. And it's not, <laughs> and it's not just because of the waves that were happening last week with, um, with that. We have just higher and higher levels of water and people are like, well, how does that affect when it's a great lake? Well, all those lakes are connected into the ocean and they all filter into each other somehow. <laughs> um, so the polar ice caps that are melting, everything that's going on and the rising temperatures across the world, that yes, there's a case there's a natural existence, but we are just speeding up the process. It comes into places like Chicago. We lost three beaches last summer. A lot of Chicagoans don't know that. Yeah, there's we- three beaches that are not gone. We have little piers and little uh, inlets um, that are in uh, across the lake on the north side and on the south side. I had a picture of one of them over on Fullerton Beach from 2015. You could see about six feet of the wall. Mm-hmm. The wall does not exist anymore. It, the water comes up and overfloods the little platform on which it stands up, which is at the base, yeah, of the base of it. Yeah, yeah and yeah. that's just over a four-year period of time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, imagine what could happen if the, the lake continues to rise, and before you know it, Buckingham Fountain's underwater. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. It, it's not that far from the lake it's not for, crazy. That, for that no. to happen. No. You know? It's all landfill. I mean, a, a good majority of the Chicago lakefront is landfill. So, I mean... Yeah, it's subject to, um, I guess being you can taken say, back. Being, being taken back yeah. by yeah. its previous owner, which is obviously you know nature itself. Um, yeah, we rebuilt the city to our standards and our needs to meet our needs. It wasn't just oh here's a big plot of land with a river running through it. We recrafted yeah. it so that the cycle of the river would flow differently. Yes. We yeah. literally there built was a, there was the, a plan. This town up. I mean, yeah. There was a plan, Daniel Burnham's plan. I mean, as I call it, and and, and uh, to this day it holds. It, it's like the Bible when mm. it comes to the development of Chicago and, and the communities of, of it. 
and um, and how it continues to uh, evolve. But climate is a really fucking thing, man. Yeah. And that is the mother of all things. So it's like, mm, we can't build today. Why? Because, well, she's not happy. She's raining on it. She's windy. She's whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't fuck with her. You on know? the most... Uh Selfish desire needs. If you're a whiskey drinker out there, <laughs> and you don't think that the world is changing from climate, what do you think is going to happen when crops don't exist oh. to be able to make your whiskey? Put it to you that sense, because that's what's happening in Australia right now. F- uh, the farmers are losing their land, losing their crops right. to a fire. So local whiskey, local companies, as Wilson mentioned earlier, employees, mm-hmm. businesses. Farmers, people who help make this world a more rounded-out place, could lose their their life. Yeah. Their livelihood is gone mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So if you ever if you go out there and you see a, a bottle, <laughs> a bottle, know where it came you know, from. It's all organic materials. Check it out. Look at it. Read it. It's not processed. Ask about it. You know. Well, um, some might be. Because mm-hmm. you know when it really comes now to the situation, you know, uh, the current situation where we're raising money for Australia through Dram. A bottle touches 13 people. Each bottle is 13 people. So 13 people are subconsciously, call it, or willing to donate via their need of a dram. A 25, a a, a 750 milliliter, a fifth as we we all know it, holds 13 two-ounce pours. Um, if you do the one ounce pour, obviously that's 25. Call it just I like to drink alone. Oh, so <laughs> then you are one of 13. So you are 13 people. So you yourself it's true. have contributed on behalf of 13 people. So 13 people t- multiplied by however many bottles are out there in, you know, in, to contribute and to help the situation that we're all in, right? We're not all in, but what we're willing what we want to help mm-hmm. 13 people every for each per bottle so think about it 13 people how many bottles are out there right now that are designated hey this is for australia you dig what i'm saying yeah yeah i mean yeah. so it's just community calling community even subconsciously there's a community being built just by the sole um um presence of a specific bottle or an event you know so think of it that way as well yeah, absolutely. It's very romantic. Thank you. Yeah. You're right, though. No, and there's always... And then your impact... Those 13 people are impacted that way, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, then the obvious, and then behind that bottle, before it's on the shelf, there is uh, countless individuals countless. that go into making that bottle of whiskey. Even at a small distillery, if you think about the, uh, the four or five distillers you have on hand, the owner that came up with the idea, the people that came up with the branding, the marketing behind it, the companies that are employed to make the labels, the companies that make the bottles that go behind it. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of people that go into making one, just one bottle of whiskey for you to enjoy, and these are the pleasures we have in life. But if there is no world to exist, there is no pleasure to be had. Pleasure to be had, for sure. Um, I just hope we uh, can kind of... As a community, um, because we're not obviously speaking to a large group of people here, I would say that most people listen to this podcast because they like whiskey or they found us somehow by accident. Um, I'm going to go with mostly just finding us by accident. <laughs> or they just they think we're good looking. Exactly. They think our voices are really good looking. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it's something to think about because there is a lot, there is a negative connotation. I think it's a small one because I think whiskey drinkers in general are pretty intelligent people, um, people that have a great sense of community as we see growing over social media. But there's that little negative focus of like the um, kind of this more of like the old Southern type that drinks whiskey and shoots guns and that negative connotation. It kind of goes along with hunting. Like the hunting practices, there's very, very great ecological standard people that go around with hunting trying to preserve the entire world, which most people don't know about. Um, The impact of hunting has on saving the world is by profit margins is huge. But I think we're smart people and smart individuals that can rally around and use these negative things that are happening in the world, like bushfires happening in Australia that now turn into wildfires in Australia that are burning the entire country into a positive approach where we can start thinking a little bit more outside of ourselves and expand our community so we can think about the impact we'll have on the world, not just for ourselves, but the future generations. For future generations, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like your kid. For sure. Like my own kid, yeah. 
What's your kid gonna do? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> I ask, and he just shrugs and he smiles. So hey, yeah. a smile's good. I mean, his kindergarten teacher called it. He goes, "He's got a great smile. It'll carry him." I'm like, "That's it? That's all you got for me <laughs> for a full year with him?" Thanks. <laughs> He's got a great smile. It's gonna Can carry. Can he stay him. inside the lines at least? I'm like, "That's it?" She's like, "Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I, got, I've been doing his, this for three years." It got his years. dad this far, you so, know, hey. right? Fuck. That's oh true. my poor son. I'm sorry, son. I love you. Love you, Willie. Um, yeah. But yeah, kind of go. I mean, shift a little bit here um, yeah. to more of a, I don't know, just not depressing standpoint. Not a depressing standpoint. Yeah. Shut, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth when I'm talking. I don't like to depressing you. stuff. <laughs> Makes me want to drink. Speaking of, may I pour myself? Of course. That's why I brought it. That's I why you brought it. I'm glad. You, I'm glad you don't have meetings to go to this afternoon. Um, uh, I'm glad you don't have a lot of meetings to go <laughs> to this afternoon. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, but uh, Chris, over the last you know six months or so, how have you seen this whole uh, social media, whiskey industry participation, whatever you want to call it, um, combination of the two, uh, change for you? Well, for me, it's 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 really been like a source of <clears throat> creativity for me, mm. like a, a creative outlet. Definitely, um, I've met. I think I said the last the last time I was on um, this podcast that I've met. Oh, I confirmed it is episode thirty. It is episode thirty. So <laughs> the dirty thirty. Uh, because of uh, social media, I've met people like you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I met Wilson first, and now you, Jake, mm-hmm. and um, and now on top of that, like I've I've made a, a visit to Louisville, and I and I've done the executive bourbon steward. I met a lot of cool people there. And just being social on social media, yes. I've met so many amazing people that, uh, you know, I can say are friends. Now, I haven't met them in person mm-hmm. yet, right. but I do have plans to meet uh, a number of people that I've interacted with mm-hmm. and, and been able to meet uh, digitally yeah. Yeah. and uh, meet them in real life and forge you know, some friendships uh, online through social media. So for me personally, that's like the biggest impact is that it's it's been like that creative outlet, an opportunity to talk to people with a common interest and kind of set aside all of the other things in our lives mm. and kind of rally around this thing that we all love, whiskey. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, it's almost like a commonwealth of people. Um, seriously. Obviously, not ridiculous. next to each other. Um, we can form our own state. Yeah? The 51st state. We could. Just saying. Anyways. What would we call Did, it? Yeah, that's uh, to, uh, that's a TDB. Through the, TT, through the TTB. We'd have to get that label approved. Yeah, we'd have to get that through the TTB in order to get that going right. Yeah, so for me, that's that's really the biggest kind of takeaway for me is that... It's really just a great community of people that are generally very supportive of one another, mm-hmm. um, and it just makes it fun. And it's yeah. it's just this this outlet to kind of get away from everything else that may be going on in your life and uh, just have fun. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. what is the most fun you've had so far? Being on this podcast. Ooh, I mean, it's my return trip. I you're too quick. You're too good. You guys have asked me back for a second time now, so <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's uh, that's pretty. Well, there's uh, reason. I mean, cool. there. We just, you know, it, 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 I think personally, I think you've made some tremendous strides in your self education in regards to what we do for a living. But as from a enthusiast, yes. you've made tremendous strides. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, very. Imp- I was impressed from the get go, and then after we initially met, and then to see it even grow even more, and still be in communication with you, because I always make it. I try to make it a point that it's hard, but to stay in touch with those you meet because of that commonality we all have. Yeah. Um, social media is a great way that we're able to do so. Yeah. Um, but what I find about your interaction, Chris, is that it is most genuine. I appreciate you saying it's that. It's most genuine. You are still curious. You drink curious. Shout out to uh, Jeff Schwartz up in uh, Schwartz up in uh, uh, Wisconsin. They coined that, um, but <clears throat> I don't think he did. He probably didn't, but he always <laughs> says it a lot. I got to give him credit for something. It's Wisconsin. Come on, he's lonely up there. It's cold. Um, 
but, but you know, it, it's it, but true. It, truth matter is you're just so genuine in everything you do, and I appreciate that um, because there are so many IG accounts, mm-hmm. Twitter mm-hmm. accounts, Facebook, face places, whatever the fuck, where <laughs> the the only thing that's shared is a picture of a vintage bottle of something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or a find on a hunt, which I can appreciate. Because yeah. there's people yeah. who enjoy the hunt, and I get it. Yeah, you know what? But ah, uh, there's nothing social about that. Yeah, I mean, I mean I that's just gonna sit on your fucking cabinet for mm-hmm. the next fifty fucking years. Yeah, you're not gonna <laughs> crack it open. Yeah, I you mean, dig? that like I just said a, a couple minutes ago, it's like it is social media for a reason. Right. Yeah. There and you mentioned like my my followers, which I I'm glad that like I've been able to grow people that that follow me, but I'm. I'm doing it from a place of curiosity. Correct. I'm doing it from a place of trying to learn. I'm doing it from a place of just enthusiasm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if people want to follow for that reason, I love that. And, and, I, and I'm trying to do things that interest me, that, mm-hmm. I, that I like about mm-hmm. um, whiskey. And hopefully that, that does strike a chord with people. Yeah. And... And I, I love the community that has kind of uh, rallied around, like, my message or, yeah. like, the things that I put out or um, the, the shows that I do or the reviews that I do. Um, but it is all coming from a place of just, it's purely what I enjoy doing. Yeah. And um, that's, that's exactly what I want to continue to do. But I think one thing, too, is Please you, do. you hold responsibility to it as well. Um, your choice with your words Mm -hmm. and the way you present all your information out there where I think other people can be reckless because there's no one else there's no one monitoring us other than the community itself which I don't even know I don't even know if we should be uh, to be to be completely honest where it's like you know it's a free platform to Mm -hmm. be out there and express your opinions my problem which I've illustrated a few times on here is that I get mad when people that don't have a voice that have a little bit of a voice but haven't earned that voice, have never worked in a distillery, they've only been on tours, and they kind of give themselves this platform to say, my opinion matters. Yeah. But then they write brands off, they write people off, where they don't hold that responsibility. Because you say, like, oh, this is, if you don't mean the whiskey's bad, but you give it a bad review, I guess, or yeah. you don't know how to, like, really phrase the words correctly, people aren't going to go drink that whiskey. Maybe you only have, like, 5,000 followers. Maybe you have 10,000 followers. But that's a a good amount of people out there Those and they're all 5, probably whiskey 10, curious 000. people too. That's 20,000 yeah, and, and 20 years. But you, 20, and I, I know years. with you too, like you, you do research, you read, you like, you've been, it's a, it's a true passion for you, not just a way of like gaining a, a followership on Instagram or whatever. Yes, very much so. I mean, so. you could like just post yourself in yoga pants, you know, <laughs> the mirror behind you and all well, that I'm stuff. I'm considering doing that, but <laughs> might uh, as well. I probably will lose <laughs> quite a few followers. Yeah, a did. couple, two, three. You'll gain three, more though. Yeah, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. But yeah, I mean, I am cognizant of, like, believe me, I, I don't think that, like, if I say something and you agree with it, great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I am cognizant of, like, I'm not going to go out there and trash something that, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I tried something, I didn't like it. I'm not going to then go on my page and be like, this sucks. Yep. Because, right, it may suck to me. Exactly. But... Wilson, Jake, you may love it. Exactly. And you know. And what's the point? Who like, am I, yeah. What's what, the point? What do you earn? I, what do you earn yeah, from that? Exactly. I guess. Who am I to say, you know, this is terrible, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't like this because yeah. I don't like it. That makes zero sense zero to me. Zero sense. I agree. Especially when it comes to this, to whiskey, it's so subjective, mm-hmm. and like, what I what I like here. It means nothing to the guy next to me. Like he, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I do think about that and I, and I try and just put out positive things, you know, as, as positive as I can be. No, I, I, the exact same approach when I started. Do you think we are too positive when it comes to social media? Because it should be a platform where you can just be very... I think there's a way... I think there's a, a line there's of... There's a proper way to say negative pleasure. To, yeah, correct. Yeah. You know, I can say, you know, uh, if someone posts something and, and I make a comment or if someone asks me about something and I, and I necessarily don't have a positive 
mm-hmm. view on whatever they're asking me about it, I can put it in a way that's not going to be like off-putting. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to just understood. Yeah. Well, and if you if there's a whiskey you taste, and let's say maybe you weren't the biggest fan of it, there's a way of deconstructing the flavors that you experience that you personally have in that level and putting it out there for yes. for people to uh, to read about I and agree. to digest that way. And then it's up to them to go actually f- taste it and see if they have a similar palate to you because obviously the palate's ever changing between individual to individual. Yeah. As, you know, subjective. As but, well. no, I think it's, I mean, I think that's why, like, guys at the Bourbon Charity reached out to you and you hold, you guys both hold that responsibility yeah. um, up in very high class, make sure you put it out there in a fair and honest way when you're making posts and creating any kind of content that matter yeah i ask because you know you pitted early times with one of your top favorites yeah so going yeah for yeah so for example when when we did this early times versus e.h taylor small batch Mm. e.h taylor small batch was my favorite whiskey Mm -hmm. like i had said it many times like e.h taylor small batch that's Mm -hmm. like number one for (laughs) me i love it it's great but i kind of had to put that opinion aside when i when i tasted this whiskey and was like wow this is on that it's night, good. this was better. Yeah. But yeah, that, that doesn't night. take anything away from, from E.H. No, e. Taylor no. Small yeah. Batch. That's an amazing whiskey, and this was a one-time tasting on one yeah. Sunday night, mm-hmm. and this was, I liked it better on that night. So, and that's another way to kind of, to, to kind of put it. It's like, mm-hmm. one isn't bad. Mm-hmm. It's just this one was preferred. I think know, when we do yeah. these things, it's yeah. a great representation of what human your life on this earth should be regardless is that you have an opinion on something you learn you restructure your opinion because of education of learning from something new and growing as an individual i mean this is just whiskey obviously maybe i'm getting a little too meta on it but, <laughs> i like it i like uh, it um but i've talked I mean, about a lot it's like it. the biggest the biggest things i've ever learned in my life is from mistakes or thinking that i had the correct opinion and then you learn something else usually from another individual in this case a bottle of whiskey mm. But that power to actually self-analyze, even in the smallest manner of deciding, hey, which whiskey do I like better? Where is my palate at today? Yeah. It can be a really great, powerful point for you to grow um, as people, too. Yeah. And totally. I think that's what we're, this whole conversation was about today. I'm trying to wrap it up in a nice little note because I have a meeting here in a little bit. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I have to go do work. Oh. I could go sell whiskey to raise money for the this guy. bush fires, the, not the brush fires. Is there anything you wanted to touch oh, on, Chris? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, please do. Um, yes, I will mention yeah, please um, do. Thursday night this week, uh, January 16th. It will be my first episode in 2020 of the Urban Bourbon Hour, yeah, where I right. interview uh, interesting people yeah. from uh, around the whiskey world. Uh, this Thursday night will be uh, Brandon Collins from Taconic Distillery in uh, the Hudson Valley in New York, a small mm-hmm. little craft distillery. Um, so you can check that out. I'll be live uh, 7.30 Central Time, 8.30 Eastern. Beautiful. Thursday, January 16th, uh, at Urban Bourbonist on Instagram. Um, I'll also be doing uh, a giveaway uh, in the future with a friend of mine that I met on Instagram, uh, Bourbon Man. It's bourbon underscore underscore man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be doing a little thing about um, uh, different glassware. Oh, and uh, cool. maybe um, kind of different tasting notes and aromas mm-hmm. that you might get from uh, different glasswares. So we're going to be doing a little live about that oh, and cool. uh, giving away some uh, glasses from, from different manufacturers. So that's kind of what I have coming up cool. here in the near future. And um, stay tuned for some more Sunday Night Fights. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Make sure you tag well. uh, Marty Duffy on that. Uh, <laughs> glass yeah. there. I might know yeah. somebody you might like call and yeah. talk yeah. about. We will be tasting from Glen Cairn yeah. um, uh, and, and a, a number of other glasses. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I have going on. Sweet. And again, thank you guys very much for, for yeah. having me back. Absolutely. And, thank you for all the work. Um, I'll come back any other time that you, Absolutely. Would, no, I think that you would like to invite thing. me back. Yeah, no, it seems to be more of a routine. Like where we talk more about social media, the impacts now with you at Bourbon Charity as well. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, I mean, just Jake and I are on the front lines and you are able to speak on those who actually go and purchase it and come yeah. take it home and, and try it yeah, or I share like this, with other ones. this uh, interaction. Yeah. The perspective um, is, is 
entirely necessary. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I usually, if like I said, if it's your first time, I don't usually do these kind of things. But since it's for a really great cause, I'm just going to send out some uh, Star Wars events that are happening across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, that we are every at these events, these charity events, we are donating three dollars to the World Wildlife Fund back in Australia. Um, I believe in Victoria. Uh, from these specialty cocktail menus, these bars will be. Uh, making for the events themselves um, on Australia Day, January 26th, we'll be at Camp Cups in Chicago. Shout out to Danny and all the crew there for helping us out with this. Um, it's a complimentary highball when you come in, so you get a free drink when you come in. Eleven dollar cocktails. There's gonna be a, a menu of like four cocktails from Starward, nice. and uh, three dollars from each one of them will be donated. Uh, it starts at five. We're saying it ends at ten. Bars up until two a.m. You get the point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, back in New York, um, Ozzy uh, Coffee. Uh, we're doing an Ozzy cocktail with a uh, thirsty koala. That's going to be running through um, the rest of the time while the fires exist. I don't know the exact date once the menu will be placed because I literally designed the menu and I still have it on my computer and just sent it to them today. <laughs> so um, that'll be out there. But they're doing a $10 cocktail, uh, which in New York, I don't know where you can get a $10 cocktail. Um, <laughs> no other, than that, other than that, they're koala. So they're doing a, I wouldn't know. Atten- a essentially like kind of like a cold brew um, old, uh, old fashioned with Star Wars and Mr. Black, who is also an Australian company out of Sydney. Uh, so $10 cocktails and $3 of every cocktail we will donate Star Wars uh, to the World Wildlife Fund. They're also doing a an event with us, which we'll figure out here in the, in the future. Good measure here, local in Chicago. We're doing a charity event with them. Um, it looks like on February 5th right now. Uh, the doors will open around probably around 6 p.m. We'll get more details out there, but they are also doing a uh, some, co- I think, four-menu cocktail for us. Nice. I don't have the prices on them. I'm assuming they'll be pretty affordable because we're raising all the money for charity and $3. Remember that every one of those cocktails will be donated to the World Wildlife Fund at the end of the night, too. And they are doing a highball starting on Australian Day. January 26th until February 5th, and $3 from every cocktail of there. Um, we will donate three more dollars to the World Wildlife Fund, and they are also matching a donation of uh, some, I'm not sure the price, which they're going to match it with, but they're going to also donate to it as well. Um, and Stone Street Tavern, also in New York, they are doing a, uh, a cocktail menu um, with a cold fashion that will be uh, on their menu for, I think, the rest of this month. $10 to buy, $3 will be going to the World Wildlife Fund. Nice. Also in New York, um, Tavern 29, they are doing an event with us and also a cocktail menu. The cocktail menu is a cold fashion. Um, they will be running that for uh, about a week or so, and t- $3 of that will go to the World Wildlife Fund. World Wildlife Fund, and we're throwing a party with them on, Janu- on, Wednesday, on Wednesday, January 29th. Doors open at 6 p.m., uh, also featuring that cold fashion, and $3 from every, every one of those cold fashions purchased that night will go to the World Wild- Wildlife Fund. Um, and that's all we got right of now. Do six also has a menu placement for a, a bunch brunch, a bu- brunch punch, Wait, brunch punch. A bun- yeah. <laughs> that's featuring Star Wars. It's eight dollars yeah. for a punch, and three dollars of every cocktail um, purchased is going to that. And we're gonna also be throwing a party with them in the future. Here, we're still working a lot of these things out. A lot of these events just kind of got started within the last yeah. week or so, and we're all planning it on the fly. So please uh, watch out for um, on Star Wars uh, Instagram feeds, my Instagram feed which is Jake Hookie, J-A-K-E-H-U-K-E-E. And as I mentioned, I don't like to self-promote what I do. This is all about the passion of what we love, um, working in the whiskey industry and learning each and every day from it. But since it's going to a good cause, I wanted to shout out Star Wars for that because it is the company I work for, and they're trying to do some good in this world, which I hopefully uh, I can do a little bit too. But for uh, Wilson Torres, who is the brand ambassador for Union Horse Distilling Co., the great distillery out of Lenexa, Kansas, who is the man that sells the whiskey of Kansas across the Chicagoland area, and myself and for Chris. Thank you for listening, guys. Please go out there and donate to Bourbon Charity as well. Um, you got one more day as you're listening to this right now to donate more money to them. Every, every little uh, dollar helps out to go over to Australia and help the people, the animals, and the nature that's been impacted by all of these uh, devastating brush fires. And thank you guys as always listening to us. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.